Well, the Marcus Smart era is over. Smart is out. Porzingis is in a Wilds drama-filled day, and it's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Green and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day and I'm here for you every Monday through Friday with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your favorite podcasting app. So open up that device, hit that subscribe button and get the show as soon as it drops. Do the same thing on YouTube, watch the show Hop into the comment section. Let me know what you think about Marcus Smart being traded for Kristaps Porzingis. Whew, what a day. I'm John Corrales. I used to play once upon a time. Now, I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NBA and they will throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. What a day, what a day for the Celtics. It started out, well, it starts out actually innocently enough. Late in the morning, they tweet out this hype video for Marcus Smart. And it's you know all about Marcus Smart hustle and making these crazy plays. And it's just something that the you know team Twitter accounts will do from time to time in the offseason. You tweet hype videos. And... It kind of funny that today they picked Marcus Smart. At about 2 o'clock, a little bit past 2, word starts to get out. Reports, Sham Sharania, Celtics working on a deal to get Kristaps Porzingis. And I thought, nah. I was, I was on a, a, a group call with other locked-on locked on, uh, hosts and it came out and they said, oh, here's breaking news for you. I was like, nah, this ain't happening. I was very, I was very smug about it. Nah, not happening. This is crap. Uh, and, and I get, I guess I was right. I actually, I, technically I was right. Cause it didn't happen the way, uh, it, it initially went down the initial Porzingis to Boston, Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers, Gallinari to Washington, very clean deal there. Uh, kind of fit what everybody was talking about. Brogdon out, save a little bit of, uh, you know, not, not save a little bit of money actually, because Grant Williams was kind of caught up in this, but Brogdon out retool rebalance. A guard goes out front off front, front court guy comes in, happens to be Chris Tops Porzingis. And apparently the Clippers balked. They didn't like Malcolm Brogdon's injury. And they said, nah, we're not sure about this. Brad Stevens has to pivot because they had a midnight deadline for Porzingis to opt in or opt out. And the, he had to opt in in order to get traded. He, you couldn't opt out and get Porzingis in Boston. And so the Celtics pivoted. 
They go to a plan B, which they had been clearly talking to the Memphis Grizzlies about, but that ended up being a deal for Tyus Jones. You, they move Tyus Jones. They get Marcus Smart now. But I'll start with this. And you can see on my rundown over here on the YouTube page, I've got uh, the whole kind of up and down. There you go. The whole kind of setup for what, what that was, the, the deal. The Celtics get Porzingis and two first-round picks. The original deal didn't have any picks, it seemed, coming back in. In fact, I was wondering if the, the Celtics were going to trade that 35th pick overall in, in the Thursday night draft to, um, to facilitate the deal. Now, because they very clearly valued Marcus Smart very highly, they ended up getting two first-round picks. They get Memphis's first-round pick, which is 25th in the draft, in this 2023 draft. And they also get the 2024 Golden State first-round pick. Uh, I believe that's top four protected. So if Golden State, for some reason, craters next year, then the Celtics might get a first, you know, a, a good first pick, first round pick out of it. I don't think next year's draft is very highly regarded, but hey, who knows? So the Celtics end up getting Porzingis and two firsts out of the deal. They give up Marcus Smart. What what the Celtics give up is Smart, Gallinari, uh, Muscala, uh, in the thirty fifth overall pick. So that second round pick, Smart. Gallo, Muscala, and they give up their second round pick uh, Thursday night. Tyus Jones goes from Memphis to Washington. Memphis gets Marcus Smart. So you can split this deal up into a couple of little segments and say the Celtics got two first round picks for Marcus Smart, which is, I mean, let's be honest. I'm I'm a Marcus Smart guy, right? I, and I'll get more into later on the impact, the, the emotional side of all of it. But even, even later round picks, you get two first round picks for Marcus Smart. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I can't lie. You get two first round picks just from a pure value perspective. You get two first round picks for Marcus Smart. Okay. That's, it's not, it's not a trade that I would make necessarily because there's more to it than that, but the value is there. And then you can say Gallinari, Mascala, in the 35th overall pick gets them Kristaps Porzingis. You say, well, that, that's a hell of a steal. Overall, my initial reaction here is, as much as I don't like Marcus Smart being included, I can't argue with the value of this deal. And that tells you that this, this is a good trade. I'm, I've been anti-trading Marcus Smart for a long time, but the facts are the facts. And to get, to give up Smart, uh, Gallinari, who never played, Mascala, who barely played in a second round pick, like, you basically gave up Marcus Smart. Essentially, you gave up Marcus Smart and got Kristaps Porzingis in two first round picks. I mean... You, you kind of have to make that deal. You you kind of have to. And it's going to hurt. Losing smart is going to hurt for sure. Uh, 
And I'll get into that later. I'll spend the second segment and the third segment talking about Gallinari's fit. I mean, uh, not Gallinari, uh, Porzingis's fit and, and the, the sting of losing Marcus Smart, which some of you I know are listening to this and being like, what are you talking about, John? I'm celebrating right now, which is fine. Go ahead, celebrate. The fact is, it's a good deal. When you sit there and say, Gallo didn't even play, Mascala barely played. You want to throw in the two two second-round picks that they gave up for Mascala? Fine. Um, it's still a good deal. Gallo, Mascala, a second for Porzingis, and, and, and Marcus Smart for Porzingis, and two first-round picks? I mean, can't argue that. Cannot argue that deal. And, you know, kudos to, to Brad Stevens for having a plan B. This is why you do all that work. This is why you do all of the, the side deals, the side kind of exploration things. If the Clippers were okay with Malcolm Brogdon's injury, and I don't have, I have no idea what that injury, the depth of that injury, why would the Clippers be like, a, you know, what, what, what made them balk? is what I want to know. How bad is that injury? But if the Clippers had said, uh, okay, sure, then any rumor that might have popped out there, which there wasn't any, by the way, credit to Brad Stevens, but if there had been a rumor of, oh, the Celtics were talking to the Memphis Grizzlies about a deal for Marcus Smart, and nothing would have happened, and we would all sit there and be like, see, nothing happened. It's a, it's a BS rumor. But those little rumors that we hear about every once in a while, that's just GM saying, okay, if they, if they don't materialize, that's a GM doing his work, a president of basketball operations doing his work and going from team to team to team and saying, all right, what, what would you, what are you looking for? What are you hoping for? What, what do you want from us and our team? And that would be it. That's, that's how these deals get done. And then all of a sudden, one of those conversations pivots to, Hey, we're stuck. You still want to do this deal and, and you just move, move on. Maybe the Celtics were, maybe Tyus Jones would have been a target for the Celtics. Who knows? But here we are. Marcus Smart is gone. Porzingis is in overall good deal for Boston. Where do they go from here? How does Porzingis fit? in Boston. We'll talk about all of that next. First, today's show brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh that gives your legs a truly sculpted look. We know you're heading out to those cookouts and hey, you want to show them off, right? So you pop on your Bird Dogs, people will comment on your legs. Bet you that's how it goes. They fit better than regular shorts that are made from stiff, restricting cotton, and they just feel good. They look good. They're very versatile. They stretch, and with anti-stick, anti-stink, sweat-wicking fabric, keep you cool and dry all day. You can wake up in the morning, play nine holes, come back home, hop in the pool, then get out, dry off, and head on out for beers with your friends, all in the same bird dog shorts. That's how versatile they are. Head on over to birddogs.com slash NBA. You can get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash NBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. 
Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Don't miss the Locked On NBA Draft live uh, coverage on Thursday night. Pick-by-pick analysis from our stable of local NBA hosts, national reaction from our NBA big board hosts, and live check-ins from inside the NBA Draft. Locked On NBA Draft Live starts at 7.30 Eastern time on the Locked On NBA YouTube page. Chris Stops Porzingis is now about to be a Boston Celtic. Nothing is official yet, but he is about to become a Boston Celtic. And he he certainly he helps, right? He he helps and he's he's coming off a uh, a healthy season where he played 65 games. It's the the most he's played since the 2016-17 season. Uh, health has been an issue for him. So 65 games is good. He had probably his best season where he averaged 23 points per game, which is his, his best, uh, overall points per game, but also efficiency wise, his effective field goal percentage, 56 and a half percent best of his career. He shot well, uh, he played, you know, he, he posted up and, uh, was good in the post. He hit threes at a very high clip. 38.5% is the highest three-point percentage since 17-18, where he shot 39.5%. And he did it on better volume, so better efficiency there overall. And that helps his efficiency numbers, the three-point shooting. And he's 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 able to, to step in and be a bona fide third scorer. The Celtics need more scoring from other guys, and he's a guy that's going to step in and be that third scorer. Tatum and Brown uh, aren't aren't feeling it. If one of them is cold, there's no need to force it. Here's a guy in Porzingis. You talk about trusting your teammates. This is a guy they can trust. This is a guy they can trust to take shots and, and hit shots. He, they can throw it to him in the post against the mismatch, and he's gotten a lot better at that. He, he just uses his height to his advantage. And that ends up being uh, a bucket more often than not. So he's learned how to play in the post. He's learned how to drive, uh, with, you know, uh, I guess more efficiently, I'll say. Just less less kind of uh, wonkiness in his drives, more straight line stuff. Uh, defensively, he's been better. He's not going to switch. He's not going to, you know, be able to switch onto guards and be very effective, but he can defend the rim. He's going to be uh, just a big, tall, seven foot three guy, and I'm very curious to see how he's used by Joe Mazzulla because a seven three guy. Do you start him? How do you run your big man rotation? I think Rob and Porzingis can start together. You do Derek White, Jalen Jason, and you go double big with Porzingis and Robert Williams, and now you've got a defensive identity. With and it's weird for me to say defensive identity with Chris Stops Porzingis, but he's seven foot three and he's a good rim protector. And Robert Williams is a better rim protector, so you can play Porzingis in that Al Horford role, and he can be very effective. He can still he can hit the shots at a high clip, but he can also defend the rim because he's so tall. And if if a team tries to avoid him. You got Rob kind of lurking in the back. That that could be a very effective, very effective front line defensively. You throw Rob and Porzingis out there, who's going to drive against that team? 
No one's driving against that team. So there is potential there for uh, some some better defense. Now, teams might try to guard, uh, force those guys to guard the perimeter a little bit more, but the Celtics have a very varied, uh, versatile defensive lineup there. They've got size. Jason Tatum's a big dude. Jalen Brown's not small. Uh, Derek White is, is maybe a thinner, but he's not tiny. So the Celtics have length all over the floor. They have some size. They have good rim protection. This, this could help the Celtics defensively. It moves Al Horford to the bench. Now, presumably Marcus, I mean, uh, Malcolm Brogdon is going to stick around. I'm curious to see how that they proceed with, with Brogdon. He was traded. He was traded to the Clippers. The Clippers got weary because of his injury and they said, nah, I'm not so sure about this, forcing Brad Stevens to kind of pivot. That's going to make it kind of interesting. And maybe, look, Brogdon's a professional. He knows how it goes. He gets it. If he just blows it off and says, hey, I'm a pro, um, I can be a free agent as and, and leave, and whenever that is, that is, I, you know, you, you got to do what's best for you. But if they can just move on from that, then they move on from it. And, and Brogdon probably comes off the bench, resumes a role that worked for him, and we'll see how they fill out the rest of the roster. Now, the Celtics have lost three guys. They have to add somebody. Uh, Grant Williams, I don't know what they're going to do with Grant Williams. Do they keep him around now? Uh, with Muscala gone and Gallinari gone, those are two guys that may have stuck around. Although Muscala, it was funny, uh, John Hollinger tweeted out, Muscala is the biggest winner in this thing because – he was about to get his $3.5 million uh, salary for next year. The, the Celtics were going to decline that and because it was non-guaranteed. And they needed his salary in this new scenario for the trade and uh, because they needed an extra $3 million because Brogdon makes $3 million more than Marcus Smart. So with Brogdon going out, they needed, you know, with – with smart going out instead of Brogdon, they needed that extra, that extra money. So the Clippers saying no, basically got Mike Muscala an extra three and a half million dollars. He's going to Washington. He's probably going to play in Washington. So maybe he has an opportunity to make more money. This, this trade could be the best thing that ever happened to Mike Muscala. Uh, so it, it's a weird, it's a weird mix. Uh, but regardless, Porzingis does add, a good scoring punch defensively. I think he'll work very well or, or has a potential to work very well. And now the Celtics point guard situation, it's, it's going to be up to Derek white and Derek white's uh, emergence last season is, is what made this trade possible. Derek white stepping up and becoming uh, an all defensive player and, uh, an elite shooter and a good point guard that opened things up to move Marcus smart. Smart was going to age out at some point in the Celtics. As I've said here, the Celtics had a decision to make on smart and that decision was, if you're not going to run the offense through him as your point guard, then you can't have him standing there 
off the ball as a shooting guard. And so they made a decision. That decision uh, was kind of forced upon them. Like, I don't think they did this because they just said, ah, yeah, John's right. <coughs> Excuse me. That he's going to, uh, we're not going to run the offense through him. We should trade him. No, I think they it was forced on, on them and maybe they had different plans. I don't know, but smart ended up being necessary to get this deal done. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of that, but as I said at the top of the show, the, it's still it's still a net positive deal for the Celtics, and I can't I can't hate on that. I'll talk about Marcus Smart and what the Celtics are losing next. First, today's show brought to you by eBay Motors. For championship teams, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage. Look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay, eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Check me out tomorrow. I'll be at the RBAC Center talking to Brad Stevens about this trade. So tomorrow's podcast, which will be late, uh, will, will include Brad Stevens' comments on all of this. So we'll see. We'll ask our questions. Uh, there will be some draft talk because the Celtics have a first-round pick all of a sudden, but I'm sure a lot of the questions will be about this deal. Uh, this is actually the second podcast we've done. There is now uh, a podcast with me and Tom Westerholm talking about Porzingis and his fit and all of that stuff. But <laughs> it starts out, this was when the deal, we started rec recording it at like 9.30. The deal was basically done. The Celtics and Clippers in Washington, it's all done. And then af right after the podcast aired, Woj tweets out, uh, everything's falling apart. <laughs> Sides are moving on. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then he tweets out, oh, well, the deal could be salvaged. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Maybe we can salvage this, this podcast as well. And then they announced the Celtics are finalizing a deal to bring Porzingis in. And I was like, great. I don't have to do an entirely new podcast. And then he says, Marcus Smart is being traded. I'm like, ah. Well. That's a new podcast. So Marcus Smart is gone. The longest tenured Celtic is out. Um, and that's that's things. The, to me, I'm I am a Marcus Smart guy. So I'm I'm not thrilled that they're that he's gone. Sean Grandy had this great stat. Because Sean Grandy always has great stats. Radio, 
radio and TV play-by-play guy. We'll see what this upcoming year brings with that. But Sean Grand- Grandy, play-by-play guy. Marcus Smart is the only Celtic in the last 30 years to play nine years, uh, 500 games, and never miss the playoffs. One of 10 Celtics in that in that nine year, nine plus years, 500 games, and never missed the playoffs. Mikhail, Russell, Kuzi, Bird, Sam Jones, Bill Sharman, Casey Jones, Tommy Heinsohn, Frank Ramsey, Marcus Smart. Ha, what a list. Look, I, I, I tend to judge players by whether I would have liked to have played with them, you know, when I was, when I was playing and if, if, is this the type of player that I would have, do I want this guy on my team or do I not? And smarts, the type of guy that I want on my team a hundred times out of a hundred. He's incredibly smart. His IQ is very high. Um, he's the team's best passer. He, he sees things on the floor, uh, recognizes what's happening, recognizes what's going to happen. And I, I think he's just, I think he's a really, really, really good basketball player. Now people get on me when I say, Oh, he was misused. Yeah. I think he's misused because he's a very specific basketball player when it comes to offense. You don't want him shooting a ton of shots. And when you run the offense through Marcus smart as a point guard, he doesn't take a lot of shots, but when you keep him off the ball and I know in, in the NBA offense, he's going to be off the ball some anyway. It's like a leadoff hitter. You start the offense, but eventually, you know, you're going to find yourself in the corner and above the break and sometimes on the block or cutting or whatever. Like a leadoff hitter only leads off basically once in a baseball game, maybe more, maybe twice if it works out that way. But generally speaking, everybody in offense is going to be everywhere on the floor. But if you're initiating the offense, if you're setting the offense, it's a, there's a good chance that as Marcus Smart, you, you're going to be in a good spot. So I don't think the Celtics did that enough. And I think down the stretch of close games, they they took the ball out of Smart's hands and they had him spotting up, and, and that was part of the problem. They made Tatum and Brown into the ball handlers, and I don't like that. And now with Smart gone, I don't like the fact that that could be how they proceed, and I don't want them to proceed that way. So hopefully we get, uh, a little bit more Derek White. Maybe they trust Derek White more. I don't know because he's more of a shooter. Maybe the Celtics just trust him more to run it. I, they, I hope they do, because my opinion doesn't change. The Celtics need to run their offense through a point guard. I happen to think Marcus Smart's a good point guard. Derek White. Hopefully, he can grow into that type of point guard. He's not the passer that smart is, but he's a better shooter than smart is. And maybe that's enough, but for the Celtics to be successful offensively, they have to run their offense through a point guard and they have to have Tatum and smart, uh, Tatum and Brown. I'm just going to keep messing up names all night. They're going to have Tatum and Brown catch the ball on the move more often. Smart organizes this team. He, he would regularly, call out the other team's plays. He would regularly push push guys into the right position. He knew what was going on on the floor and that there are going to be games this upcoming season where it'll be obvious 
I think it'll be obvious that the Celtics will, are missing smart. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of that gets mentioned somewhere, or if it's asked, you know, do you guys miss smart in play, you know, certain plays, late game plays, defensive plays, you know, and, and somebody might be like, yeah, they might say, yes, we do, but he's gone. We have to figure it out. That might be the, the, the tone, but it's going to be weird not having smart there. It's going to be weird having somebody else in that locker. And I do think, I do think we're going to feel the impact. Ultimately though, this is a better deal. I mean, the Celtics are a better team after this deal. They just are. It's because Derek white is, is as good as he is. It's because Al Horford can move to the bench, whatever they do with Grant Williams. Maybe they use him. Maybe they keep him. Maybe they use him to, um, add some depth because they lost some, uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know how they approach the rest of the, the off season. We'll have to wait and see, but ultimately I'll go back to the top of the show. Smart plus a guy who never played a second plus a guy acquired at the deadline who didn't play very much at all. Plus a second round pick to get you Porzingis and two first round picks. I mean, I could be as big a Marcus Smart guy as there as there is. The value is there. And if it wasn't for Derek White, and if it wasn't for the potential of Malcolm Brogdon sticking around and and being that six man, that's I, I might feel differently about it. It sucks losing Marcus Smart to me, but that's that's how it goes. And I think there's a message. I think there's a message to this team out of this. Because smart, smart was close with these guys. He, every one of those guys in the locker room had played with Marcus smart. All of those guys who, uh, had, had been lifelong Celtics. They've played with Marcus smart, their whole careers, Tatum, Brown, Grant, you know, those guys, everybody who came in from the outside, like smart has been the longest tenured Celtic. They've all Everybody knows and has played with Marcus Smart their whole time here in Boston. Now, now that's done. And Smart was like Jason Tatum. There's that video from the Celtics that they put out. Uh, I'm sorry, it was ESPN. Uh, Tatum and Doris Burke, and and Tatum saying Smart's my favorite guy to play with. And you look at that and you say, oh man, they're going to be pissed. Tatum and Brown going to be pissed that they lost. Their point guard, Jalen Brown's going to be pissed. How many times Jalen Brown cut and get backdoor passes from Marcus Smart? No one else makes that pass to Jalen Brown. Smart does. That's gone. Why? If they're pissed, hey man, y'all got to look in the mirror to find to see who you're going to be pissed at. Because anybody in that Celtics locker room who is pissed at the Celtics front office for making this deal. You got to look in the mirror, buddy. Everybody from Tatum down to, you know, Pritchard. If anybody's pissed, you got to look in the mirror. Okay. Maybe not Pritchard. It's not his fault, <laughs> but Tatum Brown Horford, all those guys, everybody who played regularly. If the Celtics had won a championship and they were very, very close they lost in the finals.
They should have beaten Miami. They should have beaten Miami. If they had gotten to the finals, if they if they had won a championship, Marcus Smart might still be drunk from the celebration, and he'd still be here in Boston. These guys would still have their full team. There wouldn't be a need to bring in Porzingis. There wouldn't be a need to, to shake things up. But here we are, and it's because the Celtics couldn't get the job done. And some of that is Marcus Smart's own fault, too. Some of it is Marcus Smart's fault, too, for sure. Like, he's not he's not innocent in all of this. I just don't think he's as big a culprit. I think it's Tatum and Brown and the coaching from Ime Udoka to Joe Mazzula. All of that. This could have gone differently. Smart could have still been here. The Celtics could be celebrating a championship, but they're not. And he's not. And now they're going to rely on Porzingis and a little bit of a revamped team. And let's see if they can get over the hump. This could be a move that brings the Celtics a championship. No doubt. No doubt. This could help them get a championship. It also slightly feels like they're not done. I think there might be more. And it might it might be around Grant Williams. I can see the Celtics maybe still shopping Malcolm Brogdon and using Grant Williams to get point guard depth and just moving that way. Who knows? I don't think the Celtics are done. I don't think this is going to be the team. Can Brogdon come back this this upcoming season and be the sixth man? Maybe. I mean, he's a professional. He knows how it goes. Or maybe they've just gotten to a point where he's got to go and you got to find somebody else, find a different way to get this deal done or get a deal done for him. However that goes, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But right now, if you're a Marcus smart lover, then this is going to be a tough day for you. If you're a Marcus smart hater, then you're going to be celebrating. And so this is where we are. Porzingis is coming to Boston. The deal won't be finalized until at some point Thursday, maybe beyond that. But the deal will be finalized, and Porzingis will be introduced, and he'll be part of the Celtics, and he may get an extension. We'll see how that goes. I assume he'll get uh, a couple-year extension. I don't know what that's going to be. Two years for 50 to for more? I don't know. We'll see. This is where we are. The Marcus Smart era is over. Long live that crazy maniac Marcus Smart. He's going to be good in Memphis. I think I saw enough Memphis fans celebrating. They're, they're, they're happy about this. Uh, like I said, I'll be back tomorrow late again, hopefully having done just one podcast. But Tomorrow we're talking to Thursday. We're talking to Brad Stevens. He'll have tons of questions about this deal. We'll learn more details. I will share all that with you right here on the podcast. So subscribe, open up your favorite podcasting app and subscribe, get onto that YouTube page, ring the bell there, get notified when I drop a new video, hop into the comment section. Let me know. What do you think about trading Marcus smart? What do you think about bringing in Porzingis? Share your opinion and share the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching 
the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.